This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, standing six foot two, two hundred and eighty-five pounds from the South Shore of Nassau County, Long Island. It's the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck. Johnny G. Joining me as always in the High Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Give him a shout out. All you gotta do is trust me. That's Jackson Maine. Don't know why Arthur's not reacting to my Star is Born reference. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios from the podcast Celebrity Book Club with Chelsea Devontes, it's the titular Chelsea Devontes. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm I need, what, absolutely <laughs> exhausted, so please cover for us. <laughs> no, no. I think you, listen, you set it up. You got to hold on to it the rest of the podcast. You can't yeah, come back down. <laughs> I, I mean, that is what I thought comedy was for like eight years of my life was just like wear a headband, chug a beer and d- break something and people will think it's funny. I got to say, st- still works. That <laughs> still works. Like if I'm on stage and something's going wrong, being like, whoa, and chugging a beer with and throwing it. That's it's it's the, next to a joke. You turn you'll t- yeah, it's, it's jokeage. It's enough where it's like, all right, she's it's trying joke something here. I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna I'm back on board. This is nuts enough for me. I'm in. <laughs> also, I I mean like every time I watch Jake Beaton, he's like, yeah, we're having fun. I'm just sort of like, yeah, I guess I am. Like I could. I could totally be bullied into anything. And I try and remember that when I'm on stage, like you're loving this. (laughs) It's really funny. Like sometimes when like you hear people say like, sometimes you just have to tell the audience that they're enjoying themselves and they start to enjoy themselves. And I've seen it work and it's worked on me a professional in quotes performer but like i've gotten caught up with a person's like come on this is funny and you're like yeah you know this actually is kind of funny (laughs) that is the truly it is the best advice i've ever been given as a and then i i did it i do it in other parts of my life now it that that piece of advice changed my life so getting on stage and being like wow you guys are such a good audience until they just come up to the bar and now i'll do it with like family members well i'll be like wow you're being, you're just so there for me and you're connected and you're really helping out and I can really tell that things are going well for us and then just kind of like force it to happen. That's so Family smart. members, work situations, strangers on the street. Wow, you're so kind. Thank you. I dare you to break this positive compliment break, I just set you up with. Break this reality. Yeah. I set our reality. I dare you to ruin it. All you have to do is play into it. I'm setting it up. I'm, I'm laying out the, I'm laying out the red carpet. Step on it and just walk down and be a good friend. Just walk with it's me. It's all walk you, baby. <laughs> I, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to ready to trap my wife in some weird logic thing when she gets home. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun for her. Well, you know, I had this done to me uh, also in, I don't want to say an evil way, but I, I had this person I worked with once who would be horrible to you, horrible, like these horrible upsets on stage and the next day would be like, hey, how are you? Great show last night, right? And in my head, I'd be like, I guess it wasn't that bad. And and we are good, aren't we? <laughs> like, you don't seem to re- think that this was bad. So yeah, maybe I blew it out of proportion. <laughs> and I was like, that's sociopathic and magical. Yeah, it's manipulative like, wow. in a way. I know so many what a, people- What a narcissist move that I should use in my life. <laughs> Oh, that's the worst part, too, is that when I see some of the most manipulative, narcissistic shit in our industry, I go, ooh, I need to bring a little bit of that into my career. And it's like, it's so- 100%. It's so fucked up. I'm like, oh, 
this person's behavior is absolutely disgusting to me, but I do need to start doing what he does a little bit because it's oh, working yeah. when, for when, them. <laughs> when you're, I watched someone, um, I watched someone walk themselves onto a red carpet once where like it started with just kind of like being around saying hi to people. And they were just kind of edging closer and closer until they were on the carpet and people were taking photos of them. And I was like, that is horrifying. And like, am I supposed to do that? <laughs> like, am I supposed and then like be like, yeah, I am a st-. like just weird, glad handing networking. You're like, you're a disgusting pig. And like, God, I really should get better at that. Yeah. I don't feel like I belong anywhere and don't want to feel like that. But some other people see a situation like that and go, it's insane that I'm not part of that. And for me, it's like, I don't <laughs> yeah. at all want to be a part of that. But then you start to be like, should I want to be a part of that? Because wanting to be a part of that seems like it's working for these people who I strongly dislike, but somebody with hiring power does seem to like this behavior. Does seem to like them. Yeah, I just want the self-esteem. You know, like whatever self-esteem for everyone to be like, you like you suck and you to be like, no, I don't. And (laughs) and (laughs) I'm going to brag about myself. It's just like I'd like I would genuinely love that because instead I'm the person where someone is like, uh, oh, oh, I thought that episode was just okay. And I'm like, I guess I should just fucking jump off a bridge. Like this person said it was just okay. Yeah, I'm you. I'm I'm telling them already. I'm like, I wrote this shit episode. Like I'm already ahead of them. Like, oh, yeah. Don't worry. I don't think highly of anything I've done. Like that's how literally I I present everything I do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, it's just my stupid little podcast. I don't know. Come on. If you want to come on, if you don't want to come on, I don't blame you. I hate it. I'm dumb. It's awful. My voice is terrible. Your voice is terrible. Why would we listen to this? Uh, But if you want to come on, thank you so much. Thank you. And I'll do yours. I'll do yours. I don't care. I I know I say I hate podcasts, but I'm like so broken in that way. I have to tell you, though, and this is pretty fucked up. Just watching you do that, I was like, that is kind of charming. I was like, that's very charming. But I will say, I think it's because uh, you have a beard and and you're, you seem like a strong guy. Whereas if I did that, if I was like, oh, I'm so stupid. I just have my stupid little thing. I think they'd be like, yeah, you dumb bitch. You are yeah. stupid. <laughs> Get out of here. Six Ivy League educated men just push right through you. You're like, well, oh, not yeah. you're like, perfect. Great. We'll climb right over this. No problem. <laughs> yeah. The moment I'm like, I was just wondering. And they've punched me in the face. Yeah. They've thrown me in the train track. Like, I have already to like, told the executive producer you need to be let loose. Like, it's like, wait. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I just was like, I think that, you know, like, Bad pitch, but they're like, bad pitch, no room for that. You're like, wait, what? No. Oh, oh you yeah. Guys, I thought oh, yeah. we're all being self-deprecating. I'm like, I'm not sure if this is very good. And they're like, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. You're, <laughs> yeah. It's bad. You're stupid. And you're like, okay. Yep, yep, yep. So I can't, I can't, I can't do any of that. I have to like pretend to be very confident. And then inside, I'm like, you're the worst person in the world. But on the outside, I'm like, I deserve to be here just as much as you. Oh, I wonder if my self-deprecation is a reaction to my own actual narcissism in a weird way when I want to undercut myself, sort of like the exact opposite of what you're saying is like, I'm worried if I come across as confident, people would, I think there's something about my engagement in society that I want the bar to be as low as possible when you interact with me for me to succeed. 
So I think I just like set the bar super like, I don't know. You want to come do this bullshit thing? And it's like, they're like, oh, this is actually really fun. And in my head, I'm like, great. Cause this is like the hardest I've ever worked on something in my entire life. But I refuse to, <laughs> I refuse to put my flag in it in any way other than like, hey, it's this dumb thing. If you want to do it, whatever. It's like, it's my life. Yeah. Blood. <laughs> it's like, you're saving yourself from rejection. You yes! can't risk the rejection. Yeah. So if they're like, it was dog shit. Like, I knew that. I knew that. I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> As a uh, heterosexual male, uh, I compare everything to getting laid from like my younger years. And it's like, I do the same because it's all flirting. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Does that mean like you're like before sex, you're like, this is going to suck. My dick is the worst out of rhythm. You're not going to come. Let's go. Not exactly right before sex, but that <laughs> no. is that that like was my game for years was just like right because then you would attract women probably like me who are very type a and it's like i'll fix you i'll do all the work i'll build your self-esteem up you're a great man oh i'm here i'll yeah. hold you i i i just want them to be like that actually was good or like you actually are a good guy or like you're actually good looking and i'm like Oh, thank God I was right. I was right. I am good. I got like, and it's like, I am fucking insane. <laughs> Dealing with me is insane. I'm cocky and hate myself. It's like the worst combination of people. Like, uh, it, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I, and you know what? I think a lot of, I think that's a lot of comedians. Yeah. Cocky and hate your, your, it's like, it's like we would be jumping off a bridge being like, by the way, that set did crush. And yeah. then you would jump. Be like, <laughs> like, I bet you I have a bigger splash than you. It's like, what? You guys are committing suicide. It's like, <laughs> I might, I actually yes. used to be a swimmer, so I'm going to probably do a dive. I might do a dive if that's okay. Uh, I might do a dive. No, no, that's that's so. I feel the same way. Where like I'm, I'm, a, I'm extremely confident and outgoing, and I get things done. And I do think my decision is the best decision. And if you told me to die, I'd be like, uh, yeah, fair I enough. Agree. <laughs> fair enough. I'm not gonna fight you on that point. I'm out of here. <laughs> Bye. Speaking of death, uh, this conversation we want to have here stems from we took it. We we took it from the internet to the to red table. We were like, let's bring this to the table. <laughs> well, I was so I was genuine. Yeah, I'm gonna say I was genuinely upset. But here's what I'll say: is I was in quarantine, you know, as we all were. I tweeted, um, I think I've seen every great rom com out there because I really love rom coms. Uh, but and same, please, same. Yeah, yeah. And I said. Give me your number one rom-com in case there's any I've missed. And Gabrus came and said, about time is your favorite rom-com of all time. And to your credit, I think six other people joined you who I know who were like, this movie fucking rocks. So I put it on. I'm like, well, I got to watch this movie. This is going to be incredible. And it was so dog shit. It then made me so... I couldn't believe, I was like, how, how do you guys like this movie? And, um, and I, I need to find out today how <laughs> yeah. this happened to your brain. I couldn't even. And multiple other people's. I couldn't believe that you, this is me being again, probably uh, narcissism, but like this, I couldn't believe there is a different opinion of this movie than it's amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and yeah, I, should, yeah. I should cop to, I don't know if it's my favorite rom-com, but it's my okay, favorite okay, rom-com fair. that I would say someone who watches a lot of rom-coms might not have seen like yes uh, which but well, that's a great call because i hadn't seen it yeah so i was like oh this will thread the needle and i really really enjoy it it's got a sci-fi and then re I, I threw it on last night 
to like refresh myself a little bit. Freshen up for the pod. And I I was having some difficulty with the movie and I like wow. am maybe Is mad it at I, you now. I think I'm mad at you, Joe. I bet it's because you had to watch it through like, well, if I did hate the movie and then you found all these things to hate and I ruined the movie for you. To I, which I say, you're welcome. Yeah, join the club, bitch. <laughs> Don't walk around saying that movie is good anymore. I, I found myself being like, wow, this is weird. Like, and then I really started to unpack why it meant so much to me. And then I was oh, like, okay. oh, this is so hyper specific. Like, I'm a dude whose dad died young and I, I had a complex relationship with them. Oh. These guys have a good father son relationship. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Donald Gleason fan. I think he's so charming and great and everything. The Notebook is another one of my, I, it's not a rom com, more of a rom drum, but another yeah, yeah. amazing movie. movie. And then so I, so I think I'm, I'm loving her, uh, her a little bit from that. And I'm like, oh, I'm bringing a lot of my own juice into this. And then it's, a little sci-fi arguably it's using like video game technology like the save point thing of like let me save mm -hmm. uh, the game before i go in this fight and then you lose the fight you're like okay let's jump back to right before the fight and do something different so i think it activated like young uh overthinking video game brain and i was like yeah oh this movie is more designed for me to fall in love with it than it is a good rom-com and that's and that's you know, what i'll safely it, say yeah now. That's a great that's a great take on it. And rom-coms really do that to you. I mean, we all watched My Best Friend's Wedding. We were like, what a great movie. And you revisit it and you're like, this bitch is 21. She's 20 in the movie. Cameron Diaz's role. And she's dropping out of college to marry this like 40-year-old man. And and Julia Roberts never got a wedding invitation. Like none of it makes sense. But rom-coms feed you things where you're like, this is fun and lovely. And only later you're like, none of it makes sense. Oh, most rom-com behavior from the guy who wins over the girl is considered assault at this point. I mean, it oh, for was sure. assault at the time, but it's now officially people are comfortable saying that's assault, dude. That's trespassing. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's breaking and entering. Well, which speaking of. In uh, this, this actually wasn't what bothered me about the movie, but technically, if you want to go there, he is tricking his wife over and over and over again and making her be with him. If That's, you technically want to go there. That is really, that is a real problem with the movie when you start to think about it, because it's like, uh, parallel dimension, non-consent. Like, it's like, he's yeah, not yeah, getting yeah, consent yeah. to revisit events with her she's not getting the chance to do mcadams isn't no, getting the she's chance no to... free will yeah because no. you're manipulating her her reality constantly <laughs> well that's what i kept i kept thinking about because they don't talk about the butterfly effect or anything or the or the uh multi-stream timelines because the real sci-fi nerd is like if she if he jumps back after the wrong best man speech is there another married couple off on their own uh string theory of fucking uh, that had the awful speech or that was based on the first meeting they had or like and i'm like is he just because how many people's lives are just ruined from this guy going but let see, me take that I, again and I, I think that's also what bothers me about the movie because you could say it's sci-fi and video game theory which is so interesting or you could say he stole groundhog's day <laughs> just right. Groundhog's Day for a rom-com where you're like, but Groundhog's Day has uh, it, it has a form to it. So if you don't want to completely rip it off, you have to <laughs> you have to make up for it. And here, he, OK, so from the very beginning, here's what really pisses me off. His dad's like, we can travel back in time and fix mistakes and jump around, blah, blah, blah. And then his dad's like, you know what I did? 
I read a lot of books. And then the son is going to be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get women who are way hotter than me to be with me, even though they never would be. And there's no world where you're like, no one's going to help anybody. No one, no one's going to like help a homeless yeah, it's man. Not even, it's racism. not even on the mind. It's not, not even, even on a anyone. Fucking, yeah. It's like, bitch, you read books. You read books, you piece of shit. Like Also, like, he read Dickens three times. It's like, like what? <laughs> of like, all the people that re- read three yeah. times? Yeah. And, so it's, and I get that it's like, okay, for, for the rom-com, you have to believe that all he's going to do is spend his life on love. But it, you're just like, you selfish prick. Like, you never once used it to help someone. And when you did and it was for your sister, it hurt yourself. And so then you're like, well, she's got to get in that crash because well, my, got, my she's kids She's going to have to learn. Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah, great. And you're like, yeah. Wow, what a wasted gift, you piece of trash. <laughs> yeah, it is funny that there's no recollection of like, we might help try to figure out what's up with our uncle. Like, we might try to help blah, blah, oh, blah. Yeah. No, no, yeah. And then you no, learn- we, we might try to help one person on the street who's suffering. <laughs> my, my, my problem gets into the sci-fi nitty gritty that it's like, when you jump back, once you have a kid, you can change things because of the sperm and egg. And I'm like, that's the only like- chance encounter yeah, thing yes. like that that feels crazy to for that specific oh, he- to be there it's like i don't want to keep jumping back and having my daughter i picture like they did it when the kid was like two or whatever to set that up so what we're discussing is if you jump back for in time even if it's like for me to help chelsea figure something out but i jumped before one of my kids was born when before I, the sperm hit my wife's egg. Yeah. Now, this is what I also don't understand. So by that design, that means when he made that jump to go help his sister, he went all the way back to the New Year's uh, party that the movie starts on to help his sister. Yes. Did he then yes. completely recourt Rachel McAdams and do all the same beats to get their relationship right back up to where it was? Because oh. that is what would have to happen, right? Yes, 100%. And let, how about this? Just jump back to right before she gets in the car and go with her. And instead he's like, nope, guess she's got to get in that car wreck. And it's like, bitch, like you just, just jump to the car. Just jump to the car and just give her a ride. And he's like, yeah. nope, moving on. She's going to have to. <laughs> jump to that morning when you're having dinner and you know she's coming over. Jump to your closet, wake up, get in your car, drive to Kit Kat's house and say, Kit Kat, let me give you a ride today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call her up and say, hey, Kit Kat, don't come over today. Yeah. <laughs> don't come over today. None, none of it. He tries none of it. Yeah. It, um, but I'm picturing him like now in this run, he's like, okay, I have to go to the fucking blind restaurant. I have to, uh, the lights out restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I have to be trying. Oh, and three days later, I finger her for the first time and I have to match every, like trying to get the <laughs> yeah. exact, she's like, how about tonight? And you're like, I can't. It's next Friday is when I finally go raw. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like such yeah. a weird dynamic to like, he would have to do everything. He would be sitting at the same restaurant again with her oh. in the same date again. And he would have Doing done that. all of it. Right. He would have to live also, his full life. He's not that good. Like at one point he would fuck someone else. Like every time, like, and, and I'm only saying that because the beginning of the movie, who's the model who he's like, I'm going to be with this model. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to fuck you. It's, it's just the hottest woman in the world. And, oh, um, yeah, yeah. and then, and then she doesn't. And then he's like, okay, Rachel McAdams. And it's like, <clears throat> you clearly only care about hot women. Like you're not like, I love love. You love models. And so you know he would just at some point be like, well, listen, I have a thousand lives. Like, I guess I'll try and finger that model. Yeah. 
Well, he even when uh, Margot Robbie comes back later on. In the oh, movie, that's who it was, Margot Robbie. Yes. Yeah, you're like, is he gonna throw this away for her? Like that. Yeah. Fe- like that feels uh, even. I, I, I got to give the the funny, charming moment is when he gets asked to give her sunscreen on his back and he handles it so poorly. But then when he's like, I have, and he just sprints away and does a repeat. And then when she's like, uh, can you do my sunscreen? He's like, yeah, let me just finish a chapter. And he like, ha- is like super casual. I'm like that. That's really funny. But he's also like, okay, this is the summer I manipulate this woman visiting me into fucking me on oh, the yeah. last day. Also, I just, I I truly cannot stand, like, I get that the woman in a rom-com having her be hot is aesthetically pleasing to all of us. What makes you think the same standard shouldn't be for the man? Like, just make them both unattainably hot. But every time you're like, and no offense to him, great actor, but, but it's like, you're not in the realm of Rachel McAdams. And Margot Robbie. And anyway, you Honestly, can't even be their brother. Like you're so far out of their gene pool. While, while, while we're on the topic and I'll say that's the power of Rachel McAdams though, is that she like Margot Robbie doesn't have this. Margot Robbie's like too oddly beautiful. Rachel, Mc, mm-hmm. Rachel McAdams is either like believable as Ryan Gosling's equal even though she's an absolute knockout beauty, she's also believable as she would because she, I no, think no, I she is not believable as his equal. If you saw both of them walking down the street, you would say, "What happened to her?" Right, but is if you, she okay? But if you engage with Rachel McAdams, you'd be like, "This woman, this person is capable of anything." She she's so full of love. Margot Robbie takes me as like that person is a different per, and I'm I'm probably projecting Notebook Rachel McAdams into her actual personality as an actor but there's something about her that she seems so magnanimous and so like big-hearted that you'd be like she's but, she, but then you're she like, doesn't oh, need charity. good looks yeah exactly oh. that's that like she's like she's not even looking for looks you wouldn't think that they were equally look good looking but you'd be like she's such a good soul she doesn't care okay yeah she doesn't care I, I, i'm with you on that but just when it comes to the basic like rom-coms about, a, you know, a beautiful love story that we all want to believe in that's completely fake. I just don't understand why the rule isn't that the man should be hot, too. And you know what I, I mean? think like, if that's you're gonna... because the men write and direct these movies yeah, of course. so frequently. Of course. So that is my other problem with this. So I was watching the movie and I was like, who the fuck wrote this? Like, is he 90 years old? And then I looked it up and was like, yeah, he's 90 years old because... He did two. He did three things where I was like, this is psychotic. He would do old man jokes and try and get away with it by making the main character like a gentleman. So this girl comes up in the movie once and she's like, oh, I have to like, you know, do this. My, my girlfriend's here with me. And he's like, oh, you're gay. And she's like, oh, this no, is- I'm that's just my friend. And he's like, oh, I don't know modern lingo, even though I'm a young person because I'm lawyer. a gentleman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a lawyer. And it's like. No, just you're an old man who clearly like this makes you this tickles you. You're like, oh, the word girlfriend. But then you put it in the movie as like oh, something a real person would say. Um, yeah. Well, and then yeah. not only that, but they they hit it twice. They hit that beat yes. twice. So the Ugh. first slip up of like, oh, that is like an and it's hack. But that's an understand. The second time he literally says like, oh, because, you know, saying girlfriend could be confusing because some, it's like. 
Why would you even say that? You realize the first time you fucked it up. Why would you on this time travel blow this moment with the exact same with same thing? The less active and, choice. It's like fucking weird. And it's a conversation. Maybe someone said that 35 years ago. 35 yes. years ago, they were like, oh, language is changing. <laughs> and the other thing, I mean, other things really bother me about it. So he, the Rachel McAdams character is obsessed with Kate Moss and thinks she's like such an artist. And it's just like, what man wrote this? Like, what are you talking about? Like, no woman who's supposed to be what the rest of her character is like. That woman does not enjoy Kate Moss. It's just like you jack off to Kate Moss and then you are trying to put it in this woman's mouth. And the she fact likes that she never says to Donald Gleason when he's like, I love Kate Moss too. She's not like, but yeah, but like, if yeah, any course, dude's like, I'm a huge Kate Moss fan, I'd be like, yeah, dude, me too. Uh-huh. Like, like, why, why would you yeah, think yeah, like, yeah. I, oh, you mean you appreciate the art of modeling? Is what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah. And that's and then there's this whole thing about Kate Moss and the, the, the and, you're, and even even if you were going to have a character talk about the art of modeling, which there is merit to, Kate Moss is not the girl you're picking. Right. That's not who you're picking for to make that argument with. I, uh, I, I, yeah. We should talk. Ri- the writer director is Richard Curtis. Fucking insane amount of credits, but you are right. He is like a thousand. He's been making these movies forever. He did Love Actually, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Uh, but he's been like writing since like Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean sketches and stuff. Like he's yeah, just, but, yeah. You know, it, apparently, if you're like a British talent, like, they, they don't put you in a genre. They're like, are you a British? Are you a writer? Well, then you, are you write a British all, talent. You write 75% of British television, whether it's drama, yeah. cops, comedy. It's like, oh, are you an actor? Oh, are you Olivia Coleman? Great. Well, you'll be in indie groundbreaking comedies, insane high dramas, Oscar winning roles. It's like, there's something about the British actor where it's just like, yeah, we, we, uh, we're we all just going to the same point. factory and crank out fucking art here. It's such a weird... Fu- we're in America, that is it's like... such a good point. Chris Pratt holds a gun in this movie, and he was previously on Parks and Rec. And it's That's like... crazy. Oh, It's like a role you've never seen Bob Odenkirk in. Meanwhile, like, Olivia Coleman has done, like, a thousand... Like, her range is insane based on her resume. <laughs> that is that is so true. And same with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Mm-hmm. She, she does Star Wars. She does Murder. She yeah. does Fleabag. Yeah, that's such a good point. I he it also makes sense that he did Love Actually, though, because all the women in that movie are dog shit as well. And you know what? Love Actually, very enjoyable to watch. Is it horrible to women and people of color? Yes, it's a bad movie, but you can at least still enjoy it where about time I was like, fuck you. I mean, there are so many prostitute jokes. So there's like seven prostitute jokes. And in one movie, come on. And in one movie that features zero prostitutes. Like zero, it, it's like, if it's pretty woman, not, we're yeah, making some not, zingers. There's not seven prostitute jokes in pretty woman. There's yeah, like oh, a, there's not yeah. one. It'd be in poor taste, but no, no, he's, they're constant. It's just like him and Rachel McAdams just like constantly knocking prostitutes. You're just like, how how she how? refers again, to like, one of her is... friends one of her closest female friends as a friendly prostitute yeah and, and again even the language the way they're the everything about it is so bad and you're like yeah, this is a nine-year-old man who thinks like this is you yeah. know this is how we talk about and joke about sex workers there's also one other thing that fucking killed me which is that there's a night where he, he when he goes out to the movie theater and runs runs into margot robbie the reason rachel mcadams doesn't want to go is because she has to sleep all day because that and, she sleeps I mean, girl, on she sleeps sundays away that's like her thing or or one day her a thing. week yeah 
Yeah. So then we're supposed to believe that this normal woman wakes up at 9 a.m., goes back to bed. And when he gets back to the house at 9 p.m., still asleep. I That's really confusing. What's wrong with her? Without any explanation, like, oh, she pulls double shifts all week long. (laughs) This is her job. Yeah, yeah, she's a drug. She's like, does K on Saturday nights all night long. You know, like, she got to sleep off the hangover. There's so, nothing is justified. It does feel, and I think this is like old, old school rom-com shit. It does feel like, well, why wouldn't she want to go to the movies? It's like, you know what would be interesting? What if she's like a person who sleeps one day out of seven a week? And someone's like, that's actually really interesting for a female character. The way like men, when men write women, that's it's like- That's a really complex, nuanced female character. She exactly. sleeps one day a week. That's the shit. Like I, when I was orig- like starting out, I would be writing. I'd be like, she is, she wears camo. It's like, isn't that weird? <laughs> she's that's really a- tough and mean. Yeah. yeah. She wears yeah, yeah, like- yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like Garden State's like she drives a scooter. She you know, it's like it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. this makes her a fully realized well, individual. Or like all action movies where they're like, all right, there's a girl there and she's super tough. Is she terrible at the job and will do nothing the rest of the movie? Yes. But man, can she like <laughs> burn your bridges? Can she hang with the boys? Like that's like <laughs> yeah. every guy's every guy's fetish in every uh, writer's fetish in those movies is like she's just like a dude but has tits you'll love her you know it's like what? she has tits but she doesn't know she has tits she's also not interested in the hot ones yeah. <laughs> you know that she, is a good fantasy why not <laughs> she's like she loves dumpy guys she's you're like wait whoa perfect <laughs> this absolute female model martial artist loves dumpy frumpy dumbasses oh, <laughs> just like real life I, I'm okay with that. Just also give it to us. Like, also give me the movie where it's like, it's this hot fucking dude, but he was a loser up until last year, so he's still got a good personality. And he likes other losers too. (laughs) Right, right. Mainly you. (laughs) If they show him being funnier and more charming, you believe him more as uh, a guy for someone to fall in love with. Because you're like, yeah, it's not all looks, but if he's sort of fucks up, so frequently with the ability to go back in time and redo things and still drops <laughs> and the ball. And he's not hot. <laughs> yeah, and he's not. It's like, bro, please. Like, honestly, like, that's probably part of the appeal of this movie, too, is that sort of, like, male fantasy of, like, then I would get everything right. Like, people always, like, dudes always talk about, like, <laughs> if I went back to if I went back to high school knowing what I know now, and you're saying, like, so you're saying with the mind of a 39-year-old man, you would love to go back and fuck high school girls? And it's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't mean it like that. I just mean it's like, no, that's what you're thinking. And I, when I was in my 20s, that shit I would think of like, now I'm funny and confident and like understand women. I wish I could be in high school again where I was so afraid of everything and uh, yeah, all that mattered oh, was yeah. like not getting rejected and looking cool. But there men have just made that into like a uh, capitalistic a, machine. Of a life. genre of movies. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which again, I'm here for. Just give me mine. Like I I also want to go back and have uh, dudes who, you know, would spit on me, like want to fuck me. Like right. me too. Just give <laughs> right. me that movie, but I don't get it. So now I have to sit here and be like, you sexist fuck writing a dog shit movie. How dare you? If you <laughs> would just give me a dog shit movie, I would not come on this podcast and have something to say. <laughs> that would be a fun, like 
a movie where like the woman is a mess and the the dude is an absolute smoke and it, it explains nothing why he would be into her. Like, let's just make oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, and Trainwreck somewhat got close, except Bill Hader is still in the comedy space. Um, yeah. But and it, then also was, like Rory Scovel is not unattractive enough for that to no. like hit the other way either where it's like, I guess Rory Scovel. I'm like, he's like one of the more handsome standups. Like, yeah. You're talking about like in unpretty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally oh, oh, I'm thinking of, two, I'm thinking of two different movies there. Aren't I? But also like yeah. if we did, it, yeah, because yes, which you know, fair point. Um, but if we <laughs> we're talking about two different it, Amy Schumer comedies with uh, high concept rom coms, got it. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> um, but if it, it's so tough too because about time, like everyone accepted that as a rom com. If you and I got a bunch of money together and we're like, all right, <laughs> it's this trash bin, um, with Chris Evans, everyone would be like. It's a joke or it or it irks me out. It's like under my yeah. skin. It would be weird yeah. to come out now because it's too manipulative, too manipulative of like behavior oh, yeah. for your hero, for your positive protagonist. Also, oh, yeah, they're very mean about every single other person in the movie in a kind of oh, weird yeah. way where they're like even his one friend, the guy with the fucking spiky hair. They're like that fucking freak it's like well you don't have to be friends with them but he does seem to be (laughs) the only person and then like the guy he works with the sort of annoying little friend and it's like why do you hate that guy he's the only person he comes and then the playwright (laughs) is like an asshole character you're like is anyone right is anyone enjoyable in this movie and why are you all friends like i do yeah i was gonna say i did like that uncle desmond was like gone and they kind of allude to it that it's because of him having the power right like he fucking broke himself in some way which i think the dark side of the power is probably enjoyable too like seeing uncle desmond maybe tried to do one good thing in his life with his powers and then then his (laughs) then bill nye he beat him to death for beat him half to death for it teach him a lesson nah you gotta read desmond be reading in your free time (laughs) Even then, like, put that at the beginning. Well, maybe I should go help people. I should fight all the horrors in the world. And you go, no, you can't. It broke Desmond. And then talk about, like, what it does to help and blah, blah, blah. And then he's just like, okay, then I can only put put that in there. Then I guess I'll use it just to get laid. (laughs) Then I guess I'll use it to (laughs) fuck. But in the end, I'm going to give a monologue about true love. Um, But I, I, you can't. Here's what also makes me really fucking upset is that if I came in with my Groundhog's Day movie, someone would say to me, this has been done. You dumb bitch. No. And and yet so many other people are like, I'm just doing Groundhog's Day again, but with my premise. And they're like, here's a million dollars. And I just think you should have to justify it. And one one movie that I think really justified it really well is Palm Springs. Did you see yeah. that? Yeah, I, whether the justification actually, like, that's all you need is a moment of, like, oh, weird uh, interdimensional rift here in the cave or whatever. It's, like, sold. Yeah, like, I'm, uh, I'm oh, on yeah. board. Oh, and, like, they they break the structural form of, like, you think you're going to be watching the rom-com, and then, like, 30 seconds in, the premise hits, and then yeah. there's twists on it, and then her, her decision in the end, you're just like, okay, it's a, it's a done form, but you at least did something different with it, and about time, not only did nothing different with it but like didn't even make it make as much sense as the bill murray version they don't they don't get it they have a lot of opportunities where they could play like other redos for comedic play for comedic moments or something if they wanted and they just don't do it it 
So my complaint about the movie is all sci-fi based in that like the rules aren't clear. And I always think in yeah. these movies, in sci-fi movies where there's like, especially time travel movies, the clearer the rules are, the more fun it is to like wrap your head around like, well, actually you can't do that because of blank, even if it is arbitrary for the movie. <laughs> but this movie doesn't <laughs> feature any of that. It's like, oh, sometimes your kid changes genders and that that's it. And it's like, that's not even new uh, in 2021. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I now know exactly what type of improviser you are. And um, <laughs> from that state, um, and, and, and actually it's the same type I am, but you're, it's like, you have to set the rules of the world before you can like have fun and like do great comedic callbacks. Yeah, and, and then, then you when can someone break breaks the rules, the rules for- you're like, you dumb fuck, you broke it too early. Yeah. Like, That's not the rules. We don't know what the rules are yet. What are you doing? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> and you get mad after shows and be like, God, they just, they broke the reality of, of our dragon world and then I couldn't do my great joke setup. <laughs> <laughs> The world is coming back to normal. That means parties, social gatherings, live shows, assorted reasons to pump yourself up, whether you need like a Zen playlist, a gym playlist, or for me, I like to listen to audiobooks while I walk, but I like to listen to them on my Raycons. These Raycons are Raycon is now advertising on High and Mighty, and they have a great pair of headphones. I'll tell you right now, I like to throw on uh a fantasy audiobook with my Raycons and just go for a nice long walk. And here's why I like Raycons. They have come with a bunch of different gel tips for your comfort and they don't stick out of your ears. And that's like a huge, they are the most comfortable and my ears are weirdly small, but for other people, they've been telling me that nothing sits in their ears like Raycons. Pretty much everything sits in my ears because they're so tiny. You just jam something and it sticks, but the Raycons have been the most comfortable and the feedback I'm getting from friends is that, uh, they Oh, and I like the battery life. Other people have come back and said the battery life rules, and they're half the price of premium audio brands and sound just as good with a 45-day happiness guarantee. So create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, High and Mighty listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash mighty. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash mighty. Look, you're a busy person, so do yourself a favor. Stop thinking about what to wear and just embrace the radically efficient Mack Weldon daily wear system. It's a selection of clues rooted in smart design, performance fabrics, t-shirts, polos, button-ups, shorts, underwear, and beyond. Makes it easy to dress for work, leisure, and play. My 72-year-old father-in-law visited LA last month, and he had Mack Weldon pants that he wore on long walks and out to dinner, and he was so happy to have used promo code MIGHTY to get discounts on them. He was having the time of his life. So I don't uh, I don't wear any pants, really, ever. So my Mack Weldon experience is uh, very short shirt and underwear heavy. I only wear Mack Weldon underwear, and I almost exclusively wear Mack Weldon socks. So this summer, uh, I've been sleeping in Mack Weldon boxers, but wearing uh, the briefs or trunks underneath my clothes. Uh Highly recommend their Ace sweatshorts, which are super soft, and uh, uh, you can wear them with their Pima tees, which are their su- super soft tees. Uh, the Silver Knit Polo and Radius shorts are high tech, highly packable combo if you need like a little sort of, uh, you know, t- 
tactical gear, not tactical, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Versatile, sweat wicking, all that stuff. So buy some time this summer with the Mack Weldon Daily Wear System. For 20% off your first order, and it doesn't have to be the Daily Wear System, 20% off your first order of whatever, go to MacWeldon.com slash high and enter promo code high, H-I-G-H. That's MacWeldon.com slash high, promo code high for 20% off. Mack Weldon, radically efficient wardrobing. Let's talk about rom-coms we do like, just so I can leave here not hating you. (laughs) (laughs) You can't hate me. Um, uh, uh, And here's what I'll say, too. Like, I I have a um, rom-coms being, like, dumb dumps of fun is why I love them. So I'm not, like, a film elitist. I don't need, like, a, like, I don't even need all the logic. It's just that one had so many things that pissed me off, but, like, because uh, th- rom-coms and action movies for me go in the same categories uh, of like, I, I I grade them on such a high curve. I'm just so happy to see a couple get together. I'm just so happy to see someone do martial arts that I'm like, I will <laughs> any port in the storm. But for, and also two genres that get full of garbage, like that, like blockbuster oh, garbage gets yes. jammed in there. Shitty indie yes. garbage, B-movie garbage gets jammed in there. But so I, I appreciate what you're saying. It's like, not that I only like high end. It's like this rom-com just doesn't work for me for these reasons. It doesn't for have to be. For these reasons. Yeah. Because like the proposal I, isn't a great movie, but I love the proposal. That's a great, that's a great. I love the proposal as well. I recently rewatched that. Um, I <laughs> love, I, you know what movie I think is a fantastic recent rom-com is Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. Um, yeah. I watched it like seven times in quarantine. That is just a good rom-com and even though there are things that people have called out about it that are perhaps problematic they're nuanced larger systemic discussions there's not a character running around the movie making a bunch of hooker jokes like it is for the most part like a a really solid rom-com and uh and it has that those like deep heartfelt moments that i feel like make rom-coms the best that's something like how to lose a guy in 10 days like doesn't have that uh but hits the rest of it yeah, you know, that's okay. So now you're onto. I like getting these categories within a rom com that we're talking about here because there is something to like how to lose a guy in 10 days has got the what is the fun conceit that like some rom coms have, but it doesn't have the you actually care about the couple energy that a lot yeah, some of these yeah. other movies have. But a recent one that really worked for me, and this is going to be not a surprise at all, is Long Shot. Like I, oh like, yeah, that I, has an indie, an indie feel to it. Too. Yeah, it has an indie feel to it, and it, and I, maybe it's because it's Seth Rogen, who's pretty easy for me to watch a movie and go like, oh, a protagonist just like myself, a stoner bearded <laughs> guy who's with a woman who's way too hot for him. My lifelong story. So it was so, <laughs> but I I appreciated that one because I got into their romance, like I cared about them as a couple, and it was funny. But that's not enough. But there's some that had like that extra just sort of judge of like, I hope this works for them. Like, oh, this is so cute. I love like that. You know, I, I, you talked about like bringing your own bullshit to movies. Like my bullshit that I bring to movies is that I, I can't stand that it's Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen. I can't stand it. And um, I think that's also, it's just the same point I made before, which is that like, I would love it if we ever got it. You know, and instead, I just feel like more lessons for women 
that if you're like a type A, what is she, the fucking president, that you need to be with the guy who like falls down the stairs because like you're too uptight and uh, then I'm out again. But it did have a lot of good elements. (laughs) Well, see, well, because I brought that up because I was curious because yes, he is schlubby and she's an absolute uh, smoke, but that is in the story. It's not in the story at all in About Time where yes. she's ever like, why would you go? Like everyone, like June Diane Raphael's character in Long Shot is a blast because she's constantly like, get this disgusting fucking guy away from your Charlize <laughs> Theron. Jesus. <laughs> like I liked, I appreciate it. So I was wondering, but that is still, because it's still, they're not calling it out in like a structural, like let's change the way they're calling it out. Like, this is funny, but you're right. Yes. And at least they call it out, but I still have all my baggage of like all the movies that do that, where it's like wildly successful smoke show. Yeah. And it's (laughs) like, find anyone to love. It's like, where would you even, and this is awful to say, I'm afraid to even say something like this out loud, but where would you even cast a 40-year-old dumpy actress? Like, what would you be like? Because you can't- you uh, Okay, Gabrus, I could cast that movie in about two seconds. <laughs> I, I could, I could too, but like, where would an executive produce, like- cause Oh, like, yeah, no, they'll never let it happen. Never. Right, in, never. in my head, yeah, it's you're like- right, you're right. Like, who in Hollywood, it would be like, if, it, if it's not Melissa McCarthy, we got, and uh, dumpy is a terrible word that is not, is an unfl- a non-traditionally sized or non-traditionally level of attractive uh, of star. If someone was like, I have an idea for a rom-com, it just, the female lead has to sort of be, you know, kind of a mess, unattractive, kind of why is she with this guy? And they'd be like, okay, yeah, we've thought about it. What about like Margot Robbie in a wig? And it's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. She's, <laughs> she's a hard, hard, uh, Pennsylvania-based police officer who's an alcoholic whose kid died. <laughs> They'll be like, great, Sandra Bullock, yeah, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> that's Mayor of Easttown is like, it's still Kate Winslet underneath there, people. Like, it doesn't work. It's like, yeah. let's, let's well, think, Well, it's also people. like, I- Seth Rogen is so funny and so talented, and, and he, is, he is very handsome, but uh, when we're talking about the Charlize Theron role, where it's like, she actually was a model and also an actress, it, they, they won't do it to the guy because the guy holds up, he holds up all the comedy of the movie. She isn't, hold up any of the jokes. And that's again where I bring my bullshit to it where it's I'm like, when are you also gonna get to be funny? And they can't cast a model as him because someone in the movie needs to hold up all the funny. Yeah. And I don't I can't think of any male models that are like hilarious. Well, that's a right. bunch because of TikTok a, guys are like, what about me? Because a, a woman who wants to be uh, a movie star in comedies also has to bring like a, she also has to be a model. A, male, a guy yes. could be like, hey, I, I'm just I, people think I'm funny. It's like, great. You're a movie star. A woman's like, hey, people think I'm funny. It's like uh, Ooh, people think she's funny I and want to fuck, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this girl's funny, but every time she's like, whoa, and that's hilarious. Plus she's got big tits. <laughs> I feel like so many people, uh, society, when they think of a funny woman, thinks of Jenny McCarthy from Singled Out, who was wow. sort of my yeah. crush at the time. Cause it's like, of course she, she picks her nose and sticks her tongue out and she's got insanely huge tits and a fake body. And it's like, I'm in love. With, and it's like, I think there's a lot of people who are still like, that's a funny woman. It's oh, like, yeah, because that- she's pl- like, I think I could, st- I, and I listen, when I was first starting out, I traveled in this genre for a little bit uh, until I like realized what was happening. But I'm still worried I could go on stage. And if all I did was be like, I was fucking sucking dick last night. And everyone would be like, ah! 
<laughs> right. <laughs> no jokes. I would I would never have a punchline. And it's just like, I mean, like, how much cum can you take? Like, if those are my punchlines, <laughs> I'm worried that I could do well in some areas. Yeah, you would, you would have because... a development deal. You would have, I mean, you would have another yeah. development deal for yourself. But like, you'd have, yeah, you'd have your own show. And it's like, cock sucking with, ch- with CD. And it's oh, like. Oh, yeah. And, and I'd be like, and it's fucking feminist. And it would be. It would be. Because, you know what I mean? And yet, it's still in that realm of like, mm, oh, like, if per comedy logic, you'd be like. She really never writes a joke, though. She really just kind of continues to sit on the dick at the end of jokes. Like, she used the microphone stand as a dick that she sits on, and it's pretty funny. It works. And it's just weird that she does it. I'm saying this out loud. I'm like, should I go workshop this? Yeah. It's like, it works, just not in the sitcom format. Like, I feel like it's more of a one-woman show thing. It's like... Home improvement with the uh, the woman whose special was that. It's like, how do we unpack this into uh, 200 episodes of a show? We made Tim the Toolman Taylor stand up where he goes, Urgh. we turned that into yeah. 200 episodes of television. Like, mine is just like, oh, like that's yeah, mine. Yeah. It just has <laughs> orgasm noises throughout it. People are like, who is this show for? And it's like, it's the most popular show on television. <laughs> <laughs> but th- this is like again going back to the beginning of the conversation where you you watch someone do that and you're like, man, what the fuck? You're gonna make a whole because here's the thing, I'm down with that set if it has a ton of jokes in it. Actually, yeah. like if I saw a woman in a bikini get up and do sucking dick jokes and they were hilarious, I'd be like, this is the best comedian I've ever seen in my life. Right. <laughs> I'm only mad when there's no jokes. <laughs> yeah, and, it's gotta fit. Just- the, it's gotta be comedy. I, I like. I'm not here to tell you what and what you can't do comedy on, but I am gonna tell you if I think it's funny or not. So it's like, oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But listen, I'm look. I'm I'm out there at every show. Uh, if you do your set half naked and you are funny, you are my God. I will, yeah, I will. I will follow you home just to protect you every night. And I have a job and places to be. <laughs> I have no time for this, but I'm willing to take it on because I'm so happy. You guys, you were so funny up there. I'm ready to do it. All right. Back, back to, to other it. good fucking. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Other rom-coms. You enjoy. I can't. I'm racking my brain for trying to think of a rom com that pl- that is from. Well, you know what's coming up for me is rom drums, which isn't what we're in. But I, I practical magic. I fucking love love and basketball. Like great the best uh. movie. Oh my. Okay, rom com first wives club. Um, is is here's the thing. It doesn't hold up. But I watched it when I was a kid, and I learned an important lesson, which is that I, I would I watched it. and I was like, you can fight back after a divorce. And I was like, this movie's tight. And I was like, what? And literally, I think First Wives Club introduced me to feminism, even though that's probably not what they were doing. And I lo- I still love that movie, though. If it gets in early, you always love it. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, I think I saw About Time in the theaters with my wife. So, like, I'm like, it's stuck Aww. in my fucking head forever. Uh, rom-droms come to mind a lot, too, because, like, The Notebook I watched recently again, and I was like, I remembered it like as romantic and and it does have some funny moments, but it's not a comedy. And I yes, forgot that. Yeah. And I'm so Rom so immediately goes to calm in my head. And then you're like, oh no, this is this is not when Harry met Sally. This is sort of a little heavier than that. And there's like the, yeah, 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 the yeah, grown yeah. up element. And I'm like, oh the the current movie element. And you're like, are you um are you a Harry Met Sally fan? Uh I I mean I am. I I understand it's it's just the four people in that movie, the four leads uh, are just so on fire. They're just all in their pocket doing so that 
if you watch it as like a time capsule, it's so enjoyable. Uh, th- uh, another movie with a <laughs> weirdly mismatched level of attractiveness in the main couple. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> again, again, where you're just like, ha. Huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like Meg. The fact that Meg Ryan shows up in Top Gun as Goose's wife and not <laughs> Tom Cruise's <laughs> wife is crazy. Yeah. Oh, you know what is one of my favorite rom-coms is While You Were Sleeping. Ooh, good one. I like That's, that one. That one fucking holds up. It's comedic and it's like, uh, and you know what? It does play with the, like, she's the dumpy girl who can't get with the guy, but it it, it works. It, but, it works. But also that movie kind of suffers from a little bit of the about time issue that, yes, Sandra Bullock is now with the guy, but at, like, wasn't what she did very wrong. <laughs> like, like, wasn't some of <laughs> Wasn't like some no, of the ways she. I actually would say no because she never. Um, because when he wakes up, it is fully his choice, and he knows. Right, right. He, he he's like, I want to be the kind of man who is with you, and they also are never kissing, never fucking. He's just like, I want to try and be with you. So it's all consensual, okay. baby. That, <laughs> he does. Uh, he doesn't take three chances at fucking her, and and. and I don't want to get too in the weeds here, but again, let's get into the science. Is his refractory period reset or is he lasting longer because he just busted? And if, if that's the case, is he doing three loads back to back to back? In which case, well, her- solid. Yeah, but- yeah. Okay, wait. This is where you really break down the sci-fi aspect. So every time he goes back in, he can last longer. But does that mean his body never resets even though time resets because then he would be way older than everyone else or whatever uh he'd be aging crazy yeah but i thought also a possible story moment there would be is that he is going back in and trying harder like possibly of being like but if by like why wouldn't you oh okay wait i think because he's he's now not because it's psychological he's like because the first one is way too exciting like you know what i mean like that's too, that's a lot of pressure to handle uh ask my wife about what that was like in 2003 and uh it's a lot of <laughs> it was just you giving a 45 minute monologue about how much it's gonna suck and then yeah, 30 yeah. seconds of sex and I'm like, it's gonna be 25 seconds long i go 35 seconds i go oh over <laughs> i did better than we all thought uh, no, you're right. It's because he mentally already knows what it's like to fuck her so that he can last longer, which honestly yeah. is disgusting. It's <laughs> so creepy. It's so it's <laughs> it. It would be like, wow, that was amazing sex. It's like, I know I spoke to your ex-boyfriend about all your favorite stuff. And it's like, what? It's like, that's not flat. That's not cute. It's like, you can ask you him like my restaurant, psycho. maybe like you're not allowed to say like <laughs> the positions that work best on me. That's so fucking. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Oh, God. I, I feel movie. like, you know, he comes back in with, he's like, whoa, I could do better than that. Let me get another chance. And he even has to like, let's do some mouth stuff for longer. And, and like, he doesn't trip hmm. the second time, which I'm like, is it that the pattern that he's feeling? Or is he living off the fact that he's like, well, now I've fired off two rounds. The third round is going to be a long one. I'm going to uh, let me go one more and really because because she, she says, oh, only once. And he seems like, oh, I can't go again, which does that mean it's his fourth? Uh, yeah, this is also, I, like, I'm not sure I know women who who are like only once. It's just like you. you I, there's like this porn myth that's like you should beat my pussy to death. 
when Dude, you have porn sex has ruined to death. You porn know, it's has like, ruined. No, thank you. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like that's actually no. And honestly, if it went too long, I'd be like, what's like? Can you speed it up? Like I, I don't want to be like, here nine hours. I've my my friends would be like, tell any talk to a woman, say like, yeah, this guy with a thirteen inch cock had. 45 minutes of uninterrupted humping in the porno. That's what women <laughs> like, right? Like any woman would be like, no. what? Fuck, I don't want to be on all fours for 40 minutes. Like, I don't want to, like, that's exactly. like, <laughs> like, no less having sex during it. Like, it's just like, it doesn't make, and it's, it fucked me up when I was a kid. Cause you're just like, dick size is confusing. And like, what? And then you're totally. like in your own head about all of it. And then you like, just get to it. And it's like, then you find out women are in their head about it, and you're like, yo, let's all talk. It's not it's like all, that at all. Yeah. We all, let's get in the comment section of you porn and figure this out. No, because if it is going for that long, you should see the woman coming like nine different times. Like and if not, can, then it's like, what? This is, for, then this it's is like, waterboarding at this point. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> you, buddy, you got to stop. Like, it's not supposed to be one hour, and then she comes, and then you come. I, I yeah. Uh, Oh God! Yeah, that shit. Okay, wait. I thought of a. Uh, I thought of a rom com. I love Fools Rush In. Oh, is that the Matthew Perry one? It's Matthew Perry and uh, Salma Hayek. Oh yes. Okay, that's why I can place it now. Yes. Oh God, that- that's a great one. And shockingly, it is not that offensive when you go back to it with a premise that could really lead you down some dark places I, in the 90s when that shit like, was written. Yeah, like a little dicey, the there's, immigration. There's a few things, but yeah. it is not, it, you're like, wow, how did you, this is a miracle. I'm very, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. There's one I would like to load up and, and remember. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fool's Rush. Damn, that was, I did like, I'm trying to think of other ones. I Joe versus the volcano. Now I'm in Meg Ryan is in my head. So now it's hard to oh, think uh-huh, of anyone uh-huh. else, but Joe versus the volcano is a rom-com that I always loved. And I, I didn't care for sleepless in Seattle is better than you've got mail, but like, I don't care either way. Yeah. About- sleepless in Seattle and you've got mail or like put it on the background while you like do work yeah. for me. They're not like, big hitters. I'm not going to settle down and be like, I need to see this because it's so like, because I'm not rooting for them to get together. Even Harry and Sally, and I love that movie. I'm not like when they get together, super happy. Like I don't like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so like (laughs) like, the premise played out. Yeah, exactly. Like mm, enjoyable. The movie, the third act has occurred. Like, it's you, you know, yes. You know what movie was also recommended to me a lot on this thread to the point that I realized I had put it on before and turned it off because I hated it. And I put it on again. Down with love. Ooh, I don't even think I know which one that is. That it, it's it's crazy because it's the director of Bring It On, who I think that movie is so well directed. Uh, I know I'm talking about Bring It On, but I think the direction is like incredible in that movie. It's so then he good. does this. So good. Then he does a movie Down with Love with Renee Zellweger and um, oh, and you and guy McGregor, in Star Wars, and they're like you and McGregor. They're like old timey performers or something, or yeah, it's in the sixties, and <laughs> she's a book performer. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> Doit, <laughs> got it. <laughs> but the whole the whole movie, the entire movie is wordplay and double entendre. And I was like, if I if I wanted to see Double Entendre, like I would go to my own improv show. Like I'm gonna blow my brains out. Like I can't believe you scripted this and put it down forever, dude. If you were if someone handed that in as a three page sketch to Maud Knight, you'd go, this needs more. And it's like, 
you mean another 140 pages and then turn it into a screenplay? It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, didn't yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah. I meant it needs more going on. Like that's, it's not enough to last for uh, a three minute sketch. It should not be enough for, I'm very, now I'm definitely watching Down With Love if it's all Oh yeah, and, and you'll see um, a lot of the, the, you'll see some like great directing and like he would turn the camera in weird ways and like match up frames and bring it on in a way that was like incredible because it was like their cheerleading moves. But then in Down With Love, it's just like, a dick entra, like double entendre on the phone. And then yeah. he's in a split screen being like, what? And then it looks like she's humping her pillows as he's like putting his fist into the screen. So maybe his fist is going inside her as they talk on the phone. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and now yeah. I'm very curious. Oh, uh, the director's name is, he did Ant-Man, uh, Peyton, Peyton Reed or Peyton, Peyton Reed. Peyton Reed, like yeah, that's right, yeah, that's yeah. right. By the way, what if you put this movie on and you... Love it. Well, Say right here, right now, we on... come back on the podcast <laughs> and fight about and that. Scream one. it out. <laughs> this I... actually wasn't a fight, which I was like, we seem to be well, on the same I... page that that movie sucks. I purpose, I wanted to get into, and my, my relationship with movies change over time. So I was, I'm very. Yeah. I I think am different than the rest of society in that way, in that I can say, like, uh, oh, this thing I like is not as good as I thought it once was. It's like, I used to fucking love Skittles, all right? Now I'd much rather yeah, yeah, have yeah. fucking chicken, okay? So, like, <laughs> uh, wow, we change. you've grown I'm, so much. <laughs> I've grown so much. Now I eat chicken for dinner instead of tropical Skittles. Uh, <laughs> but I'm always down to talk rom-coms and... Uh, I will uh, message you after I see Down with Love, and please. Uh, and if I enjoy it, you'll you'll I will stand by it. I'm not afraid to say I'm not afraid to fight. <laughs> but I want the listeners to watch About Time and then tweet uh, when this episode comes out. Chelsea will be tagged in the tweet about it. Reply with how you feel about uh, About Time and or a rom com you think really works that you think we would dig. If we haven't maybe yeah, seen it. Yeah, I, I, I would love that. I haven't seen a lot of foreign rom-coms and I know they often get remade in English language and like just change all the specifics. Uh, but if there if there's anyone like who knows uh, foreign language films that are rom-coms, I am very curious because. Ooh, my yeah, least, me too. My least favorite part of rom-coms is the pop culturally. Like they always feel like they're trying to be so in the moment that it's like they got to mention Star Wars or like, you know, that's like, it feels like two. And I'm like, I just want someone with a diff completely different set of references to make a movie and see like what that feels like. To it's watch. interesting too, though, since humor is so different, you know, per culture, it's like, yeah, I wonder what that does that, that means. I will say this though, when you put your replies in, I really, really need you to sit with this because I had people tweet me that, Leaving Las Vegas was their favorite rom-com. And so then my dumbass put that movie on, Not watched the funny whole thing. at all. At all. And, and I literally said, the best rom-com in the world. I was like, was this an incredible prank? Like just the like just the best prank to waste two hours of my life on on the spectrum of rom com to rom drom. Leaving Las Vegas is outside of rom drom. It's like rom but, horror, and yes, more or less. It's so yeah. Anyways, anyways. So really, put some thought into it because I do I do I lo lo love love me some rom coms. Yeah, everyone's like the movie Room. It's like no. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Am I saying? Am I thinking of the, no, now? I gotta look it up. Uh, leaving Las Vegas. 
Wait a minute. Maybe I said the wrong film. That's what Nick Cage. No, it is. Okay, what's the movie with Nick Cage and Sarah Jessica Parker also in Vegas? Oh. And it's it's Las Vegas because this is looking like maybe a different. No, this is the same movie. Am I getting movies confused? Because Honeymoon, uh, is there Honeymoon in Honeymoon? Vegas? Honeymoon? Honeymoon in Vegas. No, I said Leaving Las Vegas. I must have Leaving Las Vegas, Vegas is like a heavy duty. Yes, Honeymoon in Vegas <laughs> oh, yeah. is the okay, SJP, Nicholas Cage movie. <laughs> okay, but okay. here's the thing. Everything you was you were saying about that horror movie, you're like, not funny at all. Fuck. And I was just like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> know, All of it still movie. applies. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't, I got to rewatch Honeymoon in Vegas. I haven't seen no, that forever. No, you don't. No, it's so bad. Well, I, I would like to recommend leaving Las Vegas, but know that you're going into seeing a movie about like alcoholism and it's, uh, okay. you know, like it's not <laughs> yes. funny at all. <laughs> Is that the one where they, they kill a stripper? No, that might okay. be, uh, there's two movies where they kill a stripper. Very bad there's, things. There's 19 movies where they kill. Well, there's two movies that came out at like the same time where the premise is like, it's called like stag party. And the other one is called, uh, I forget. Rough night. Oh well, Rough Night is the is the newer one, uh, w- like where they flip the g- uh, genders. This yes, one, yes, yes, yes. Oh, Stag Party, and I forget what. Oh, and Very Bad Things, and uh, they literally both okay, okay. are about a group of adult men who accident. And it's so clearly like, what's a man's worst fear? What if they accidentally killed a woman in good fun? Not what if they got oh, killed? <laughs> it's like the oh, scariest God. thing men can think of is what if we accidentally killed a woman and we couldn't cover it up? It's, <laughs> but it's we didn't that, mean it. Oh my God. It is that old joke that's actually not a joke. Uh, like a, a, the author wrote it. Oh, I got to think of her name, but it's been remixed so many times, which is like a man's worst fear is that a woman will laugh at him and a woman's worst fear is that'll kill her. Yeah, and yeah. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people have done that joke in like different re- different um re- what I, I was about to say remixes um, iterations like, yeah ha- iterations but it's a Margaret Atwood quote that she wrote just kind of like dead seriously and I was and I was like that's my favorite joke <laughs> she's like it's not a joke <laughs> no no it's an actually damning uh, portrayal of society and it's like kind of <laughs> yeah. funny though but pretty hilarious <laughs> your setup's those are great. frequently funny <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not as funny as the set I described earlier but it is yeah. it's in the same <laughs> and women are afraid men will kill them and then put the mic stand up your butt <laughs> thank you that's been my time <laughs> Uh, who is actually, she? Actually, is that it? She just said it, it was just like just cutting insights into society as I pretended like I was fucking the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it would be such a discombobulation of senses. I feel like I, sh- I feel honestly feel like I'm gonna do it. <laughs> you heard it here first. Fuck it. <laughs> This is coming out later on in the summer, so you have time to workshop and have it land perfectly. I also have time to email you and be like, can you please cut out most of the podcast and air this as like a 10-minute episode? <laughs> I need all that material. I got to fucking... Uh, this is my new character. I'm revamping. Oh, yeah. I was going to say it's because I was I regret it, but yeah, you're right. Maybe it'll be my Netflix special. I'll be like, don't pooch my jokes. Uh <laughs> Chelsea, thank you so much for coming on High and Mighty and defending your awful take on About Time. No, you really inspired, <laughs> you really inspired me to watch it with a more critical eye. And uh, 
I don't frequently watch movies with a critical eye. I frequently watch movies with a I love movies eye. So this was <laughs> it was fun to rewatch something and I'm like it is kind of fucking weird and and not even the cheesy saccharineness of it. None of that some one last thought on before we get to your plugs. One last uh, thought I had on about time was and I made it accidentally made it as a segue. Speaking of death, let's talk about but <laughs> this movie has so much more like death and bad shit happening to characters than most rom-coms. Oh, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his sister's in a just a deeply abusive relationship. And, and substance abuse, and she's going through, the, and like they're kind of played for like, she's played as like a manic pixie dream sister where she's just like, oh, I'm yeah. a freak. And it's like, you need help. Like, <laughs> Oh, and he never, never helps her. Just never. He never fucking helps her. Not one fucking, he does it. He one time and then he just never again. It's like he could have helped her early in that relationship that night. Even in the end when she's like, I'm really depressed and like, I don't want to come downstairs. It's like, I don't know. Do it then. Do yeah, it it's then. Like, Go. L- London wasn't for her. It's like, well, get her out of London. Go help her. What, are you, like, what the <laughs> you fuck have, are you, you talking about? You can come back and live this life as we know. You know, I will say one thing I liked about the movie, um, very superficial. I liked that she had a red wedding dress. Yes. I thought that was really anti the norm core of the rest of the movie. And yeah. um, Is that because she was already pregnant, you think? And she couldn't wear white? Probably. They're like, fucking whore. She's a prostitute. Wear red in the movie. That was probably his direction in the email. <laughs> He's like, I'm 70. Wear red. Girlfriend, what are you, lesbians? Oh, oh, wait a minute. What if he was genuinely to the costume designer like, well, she can't wear white. That's what She's I pregnant. literally thought. Oh, yeah. God. That was the only thing I liked. <laughs> I I do like the entire wedding scene. I think it's a played for yeah. fun. Like, I love the- and Like uh, a really beautiful wedding in a yeah. rom-com. And then I love all the fucking- terrible rain right after everyone's dress is blowing hats like that's all that's all funny it's like that feels like interesting memorable shit from a wedding but the rest of the movie feels you can't help but think like she has no idea he's like this is the second time he's seen her naked it it, back to back and this is (laughs) fucked up dude this is fucked up dude because like because like in reality and I'm not, this is fucked up, but he could have punched her in the face as hard as he wanted and then j- jumped in the closet, squeezed his fist and been like, that never happened. That's terrifying. Like, if, That's if, horrible. if you eventually learn I mean, your partner can do that. that wasn't written in the movie and then cut, you know? <laughs> if you eventually find out your partner can do that, I, I'm talking to someone, I've been in the same relationship for almost 20 years. So there's hard parts and easy parts but it is like i didn't know that that's really beautiful oh thank you yeah we have this uh same woman for uh coming up on 19 years uh we but like we've and been how mad did you at trick her how many times did you trick her to make oh these? well <laughs> i well i i did it the old-fashioned way we were very good friends for two years in college we best, <laughs> we're best so friends cute. and then eventually the ultimate trick yeah the ultimate <laughs> trick <laughs> truly is like no i'm here just as your friend not you're not the also the most attractive woman i've met up at this point in my uh 19 20 years on this earth <laughs> i haven't been playing the the two-year long game okay <laughs> yeah it's truly like no you're not going to understand this tiffany but i like your personality in addition to your breasts and it's like <laughs> and i had that opportunity because you spent two years not showing me your breasts and now at the most but what long story short is if she had the ability to do time resets there would probably be like eventually she'd be like 
I hit you in the fucking head with a beer bottle last night. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and I just reset it. I just, the, the catharsis I felt when I got to smash you in the fucking head and you were like, what the fuck? And then I just reset it out of my mind. You don't, never affected you. But I got the feeling of like, Anytime you bother me now, I know I smashed you in the head with a bottle at one point. You fucking. I, I, I was just talking to my friend Robbie about this, where I was like, I got a great idea for a web series that should have come out nine years ago, which is just, and maybe it exists, just um, the real, every Black Mirror episode, but what it was like for like everyone else. So the one where you can like remember things in a fight, like they get into like crazy car crashes and mine would just be like, nope, look at that memory. Look at that memory. You didn't tell me the time. You didn't tell me the right time. And that would be the hour long episode. And the, uh, the hour long you know? episode would be like the 10 years of your relationship where you, that's come up every time. Like that's come every up time. like every, like, <laughs> three yeah, yeah. every three months for a decade. Yeah. Or like you can go back in time. It's like, so when we were fighting, I bashed your head in with a beer bottle and then quickly took it back. And I only did it because I knew you'd be fine. I would go back in time again. And then we would argue <laughs> about that and the ethics of that. And that would be... <laughs> That'd be it. <laughs> it works. It works. Chelsea, where can people find your book club and other stuff that you're doing, your Twitter, any of that? Uh, I'll tag you all in that so people don't have to get their pens out and write down handles right now. But, <laughs> but I would really appreciate it if you did. <laughs> uh, Celebrity Book Club Podcast with Chelsea Devantes. It's on all the apps, which is basically where I um, recap, discuss, celebrate female celebrity memoirs, usually sometimes male, uh, with another guest, uh, usually another woman from the industry. And it gets, I, this is your warning. It, <laughs> I initially started this as like a funny podcast. It is one of the deepest things I've, it's the least funny thing I do in my life. Great advertisement for it. But what's in these books is shocking, shocking, like the deepest, most incredible trauma in like, you know, a Mariah Carey book. And so then we, I'm listening you know, to the fun. Mariah Carey audiobook right now. It's a great audiobook. Uh, she sings at the end of every chapter. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> fucking love it. I uh, will say a, for memoirs, yeah. die hard fan of audiobook memoirs that are read by the subject. It's oh, such Oh, yes, especially singers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. But, uh, but, uh, go, sorry. No, I was saying, as you know, Mariah Carey's book like incredibly dark, incredibly dark. So, we get into the dark shit and then we also get into like the one paragraph on Nick Cannon. <laughs> you do Sometimes your Instagram stories, I'm like, what is her night like? Is she, she, you're like taking pictures of notes and then writing, like taking pictures of a page of a book and then writing almost an equivalent amount of prose about reaction to what you're reading on that page. And I'm like, this woman uh, is writing a full on coverage of a book and then recording an episode about it. And you have like 11 other jobs. You're fucking. <laughs> it's. Cr well, I, I started it. I started it in the pandemic when I when that you know I well no actually I started before the pandemic so that is sad but yeah I was recapping the books on my Instagram stories and and that's the book club the book club is like all the DMs and stuff and then yeah. now I enjoy it so much that I genuinely want to keep doing it and it's not a burden to me yet Hell but yeah. I'm sure it has to become one soon but it's just not there yet because I'm like. Well, I, I like how would I know why all celebrities have twins unless like a bunch of women who work at IVF clinics let me know that your body gives away so many eggs that the chances are so high that you'll have twins after like 40. And, and that solved Beyonce, J-Lo, Mariah Carey, Celine Dion. This was a mystery I needed. Answered. Well, I'll, I'll help you solve that Mariah Carey uh, mystery as well. Nick just had twins with his new partner. So it yeah, might be canon. It might be can, but how old is his new partner? That's true. Also, because I want basically, 
They said it was IVF. IVF can really up your chances of twins oh, yeah, and because, also age in the woman. Yeah. Uh, we we did the IVF thing a couple of years ago, and they, they, they do discuss that because they're just like, you're hoping to get, it's very hard to get even one. So if like they're pushing a lot of stuff at you and if two come, it's like, take it. Take it. Take it. Yeah. Take it. You asked for this. You paid for this. <laughs> yeah, this is yours now. This is it's cost you $58,000. Just fucking enjoy. Uh, <laughs> now the two kids will be insanely expensive. Oh, but that's that is very fun. I didn't realize about the whole little community surrounding it. That makes it Oh even- yeah, there's like a it's it's so insane to say this, but I'm like it's like a podcast community that I genuinely depend on and love. <laughs> I'm like wow. I, I'm just like Must I can't be believe nice. that's part of my life. <laughs> Maybe it's the kind of people <laughs> I'm courting for my podcast, but I don't want to engage with them at all. <laughs> Gabris. <laughs> it says more says more about the p- kind of like mouth breathers that follow me around. Like I Is should that wa- the name for your fans, mouth breathers? Shitheads, mouth breathers it all works <laughs> um well listen you can come be in the book club if we I, find the right book you can but here's the thing you got to read a book then you got to come on the then you got to come on the podcast so i'm always down to talk i can i watch movies all the time for podcasts i would love to have to read a book <laughs> i love it podcast. okay yeah. okay it's gonna happen yeah. it, it's gonna happen i'm and i do re, i do love enjoy hollywood memoirs big time i listen to a lot of like the director and editor and producer memoirs because they're i don't care as much about the acting people but every once in a while i just get it like Joe Esterhouse, the guy who wrote Showgirls. Oh, like, that piece. I literally rail on him to death in the Sharon Stone episode. What oh, a fucking monster. What a monster. And he writes his own uh, memoir. So it's amazing. Because oh, yeah. it's so, he's like, the, he's like the cowboy hero in every interaction. It's so fucking funny. Um, so speaking of the Instagram DM book club, I was talking about him because he's in Sharon Stone's book. And uh, women sent me like, uh, he wouldn't allow women to even edit his pieces at Rolling Stone. So he'd be like, you can't even spell check it. Like, I don't even want a woman's hands near this. That's how fucking misogynist he was and he would probably say it's because women hate me and it'd be like yes and they hate you because of all your behavior leading up to this moment it's like they're not out to get you because they just arbitrarily chose you as a person to hate no one's out to get you you deserve to get got is what's wrong (laughs) i will here's a crazy question though of all the director producer editor books you read can you name one by a woman Ooh, no. Uh, yeah. Cause because I'm listening, it's all 70s shit. So it's not like. And that's why, yeah, but that's why I only read female books is because it's kind of like the only books letting women tell their stories are like these starlets who, who the only women we gave enough power for people to even want a book from. And so then it's just like, oh, this is the only way I can like hear about, and some yeah. of them are directors, but it's like, oh, this is the only way I can hear about it. Because if I was going to read all those other books and it's just like, it's all Joe Esther House being like. P- a pussy makes you dumb. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's a fuck. Like it, he's like he's such a fucking piece of shit. Even in his own book, where he's got all the power to make himself seem better, it's still can't like, even write it. Can't even barely write a need to look shit. through the lines to just see. Like you barely need to look through the lines to just see. Like you're the asshole in all of these stories, and you. I can even tell you can't even like you can't even trick us. Like <laughs> oh master, yeah, also. Uh, do you know he found out late in life? I know this podcast is supposed to be over. Um, do you know he found out late in life that his um, dad was a Nazi sympathizer? Is mm-hmm. that in the book? Yep. 
Wow. And it's actually interesting because that part is interesting because how he how he deals with that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. As a Jewish man, he's like, he's not into it. It's, but it's just like, you're just like, oh, the guy who did Showgirls, blah, 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 blah. Dad loves Nazis. And you're like, whoa, I still <laughs> yeah. didn't even see that coming. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess there is one thing worse than his uh, movies about him, <laughs> like about his lineage. <laughs> like, I guess we found... <laughs> In a weird race to the bottom, I guess you found something (laughs) worse than your show. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Okay. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Listen, you want to read books with me at Chelsea Devontes on Instagram and, you know, podcast. I highly excellent follow for that reason uh, alone. I enjoy reading your. I enjoy reading passages from random memoirs on super small <laughs> font with your commentary. Uh, I haven't listened to the podcast, but have I read w- way Fuck too many yeah. Instagram why, stories? Why yes. would you ever listen? To, you know me. Never <laughs> listen to my podcast. You, you're done. You get it. I'm not making it for you. <laughs> it's so true. Like my friends are like, sorry, I don't listen to your podcast. I'm like, I don't care. I would not. It's no big deal. Oh, uh, <laughs> one, one, yes, I don't care. And two, I've had people who know me be like, I love your podcast. And I'm like, why would you ever Give listen it to it? Delete um, it. Get it off your phone. I don't want you to be part of this. <laughs> no, no, I'm just like, oh, wow. What? My mom was like, I listened to it. And I was like, why? And she's like, I'm your mother. And I was like, I have really low self-esteem. <laughs> uh, my, I, I have really low self-esteem, too. And that's because my mom still hasn't ever listened to an episode of my podcast. <laughs> and I've been doing it for six years now. <laughs> my mom's been on my podcast. But you know what? Having a podcast, but having low self-esteem, being a cocky piece of shit who hates yourself. Like, yeah. a podcast is it's it, perfect a podcast is your medium. <laughs> I hate myself, so you won't ever hate me for being so egotistical, but I do have enough of an ego that I'll talk for 90 minutes about whatever I want with my friends <laughs> <laughs> and try to sell ads against it. That's how confident I am in my, yeah, I'm a bad person. We know. Thank God we're here. Uh, tune in next week for another episode of High <laughs> Follow Chelsea. Uh, listen to Celebrity Book Club with Chelsea Devantes. Uh, do trust me and just watch and do everything Chelsea does from here on out. It's a smart move on your part. Uh, I'm at Gabrus on all social media. Thanks for listening, shitheads. Bye. <laughs> That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. (laughs) It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. (laughs) Now... Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. 
There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> what? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room here. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.